You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals for all the Royals news and updates and live tweeting throughout the spring training games and throughout every game this season. On today's show, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. We have a very special announcement. The Royals have also signed Hunter Dozier to a long-term deal. And the Royals played their first spring training game. I want to start with the very special Locked On Royals announcement. Uh, so, as March 1st hits today, we are back daily, Monday through Friday, through the winter meetings. So, it's going to be a daily podcast yet again. Monday through Friday, all the way through the offseason, and probably longer than that, depending on how you know the the CBA goes and, and the labor agreement goes with whenever next season or what next season will even look like. So five days a week, at least until the mid-December point, that's a great thing. Now, the show also has a special announcement that it's been increased. If you've listened to the show before or any locked-on baseball show before, it's been a 15-minute show as the... Standard operation procedure. Sometimes they go longer, but 15 minutes has been the rough guideline, and and really the minimum that you can do is 15 minutes. Uh, this has been now extended to about a 22-minute show. And again, it can go longer at some points and, and at some various times, depending on the topics, but 22 minutes, so it adds a third segment, and that's all thanks to everyone who has listened to this show and the partners who have been partnering with us and buying ads on this show and buying ads on all of the locked-on MLB channels. So I cannot thank you guys enough as we enter the second season of Locked On Royals, our first season uh, with a 162-game slate. So we learned a lot last year. We learned how to adjust and how to you know get better, and so we're going to implement that this year and be a better podcast than we were last year, and so on and so forth for the next few years, getting better and better and better. So again, daily through the winter meetings, that's exciting stuff. It starts today. We're also going to have some special content around the division and around baseball itself and have some really special things as we increase the workload and increase uh, the length of the shows and the amount of shows. So that's the th- first thing for the Lockdown Royals podcast. Uh, right now, it's the top podcast regarding the Kansas City Royals. So I appreciate all of you who've listened, downloaded, all that fun stuff. Let's get into the show itself, which, of course, will start with the Hunter Dozier extension move into the spring training game. Let's start with Hunter Dozier. And I mean this in the best way possible. This is the most nothing move of all time. And again, I mean that most, the most respectful and best way possible because it's a great thing. It's nothing. I mean, it's, it's nothing. It's a good deal for both sides. No side got over on the other. For the Royals, they get to buy out two or three, depending on how the contract's going to work out. But for sure, two, they get to for sure buy out two years a free agency from Hunter Dozier. That's a big win. The Royals are no stranger to buying out arbitration years, but if you remember back in 2014, 2013, 15, all that with that group, the Hosmer, Kane group, Mustakas group, they'd buy out arbitration, but they'd never be able to buy out actual years of free agency. So 
they just ended up buying out, having to go and sit with an arbiter, not getting them longer. With Dozier, not only do you have to go to arbitration, you know that's bought out now, but you also get to delay his free agency. You keep him in Kansas City longer than he otherwise would be. For those of you that don't know arbitration, if you go to arbitration, you're still you still have to sign with the Royals, but a independent arbiter is going to decide who who gets to what the financial agreement will be. So Hunter Dozier, for example, would have submitted a a number he wants. The Royals would submit a number that they want to pay him, and those two numbers will be opposite of each other. And then somebody will sit down and evaluate his stats and performance and things like that inside with either the club or the player. The Royals don't want to do that, and most teams shouldn't want to do that, but the Royals especially try their very best to buy out all the arbitration years because that puts you in a position to down-talk your players and, and to and to really just hurt your relationship with them. Because the, the point of arbitration is you want to win your side. If you want to pay Hunter Dozier a million dollars and Hunter Dozier wants $5 million, you're going to go to an arbiter and you're going to sit down with him and with Hunter Dozier, the arbiter, and yourself, and you're going to say, look, this is why he's only worth a million dollars and not $5 million. He can't, he doesn't have a fielding position, whatever the case may be, just listing off all these negatives about his game. And Dozier will play the opposite side and say, look at all, look at all the good things I do for this organization. That's why I'm worth $5 million. That's the arbitration. So not only did the Royals buy all that out, but it's delayed his free agency window for two more years. That's amazing. The contract itself, four years, $25 million. $25 million is nothing in baseball. I mean, it's absolutely nothing. It's a good contract. And I think that if Hunter Dozier can have the year that we expect him to have as he moves back to third base, that'll be interesting. As he doesn't have the obstacles he did last year. Look, he was on All-Star 2019, and then COVID happens, right? He gets COVID. He talks about how that, how that affected him. You know, some guys got COVID and were, and were asymptomatic. Dozier had symptoms, and he was down, and his wife was down, and he talked about how you know it really hurt his lung capacity and his stamina and things like that. So not only was last year a wacky 60-game standpoint from just a straight-up baseball perspective, you saw some crazy things from a baseball stand, standpoint, but it's also wacky in the sense of even though he was playing, he still was not 100% with that kind of an injury, that kind of a, a, a battle with COVID. So let's just throw 2020 out the window. So if you throw 2020 out the window, and this is an all-star type guy, this is somebody who elongates your lineup and makes you a deeper ball club, to pay him $25 million over the course of four years is nothing. It's absolutely nothing, especially if you can get back to that all-star performance. Now, will he be named to the all-star team this year? Who knows? But at least being that caliber of player to where there's an argument for why he should be in the all-star game. If he can do that, then then you have, again, underpaid him in a way. You know, you're, you're getting him on a really team-friendly deal here. Uh, but I think that the biggest win comes on the Royals' side, if you want to really break this down into who won or lost this contract, at least the Royals do get to buy out free agency years. But on the flip side of that, if you want to be cynical about it, Dozier has only had that one great year. So you you still don't truly know what Dozier is. Now, I feel more confident in Dozier. I think he's closer to that 2019 all-star caliber campaign than the 2021. I think 2019 is more realistic of, of what he is. And I think that playing third base will be fine for him. I think that he'll be a really good player. So for me, it's going to turn into an underpay. But for Dozier, you do want that security because what if your numbers look closer to 2020? Well, then in the open market where who knows where the baseball contracts land at that point, I mean, there's still some quality players who could help you win games. Jackie Bradley Jr. is out there. 
Jake Odoriz is out there. These are still guys that can help a championship team win a championship, and they're just unsigned. I mean, the contracts are crazy in baseball. So there's no guarantee that Dozier would get $25 million in a couple of years in free agency. So he'll give up the, the free agency years for the for the sake of having the having the security right now. So this is why I think it's a win-win move either way you slice it. And if this contract doesn't work out and he's not the 2019 kind of player, he, he's a, a lesser version of 2019, then $25 million is also not going to break the bank. It's also not going to break the bank. So I, I just can't find a negative in this contract. And yet again, the ownership wins. I mean, the ownership gets great PR. They get great, you know, feelings from the fan base because again, buying out free agency years is awesome. If you look at this Royals team, the way most people do, most people view this organization and and any small market organization as if you get a good player, he's there for six years and then he'll leave in free agency or, and then you'll have to trade him. That way you get something back before he leaves in free agency. That's been the standard operating procedure for a small market club like the Royals. When was the last time that they re-signed an actual good player past their arbitration years? So you get that win off the bat with this ownership group of, look, we're going to lock up one of our good guys that we drafted, developed, and grew here. We're going to lock them up past their arbitration. That's an automatic win. The ownership continues to have a phenomenal offseason, a flawless offseason, and they might have a winning season on their hands. We'll talk about how they looked in their first spring training game coming up. If you even want to call it a spring training game because of all the wackiness that happened throughout the, throughout the game. And also our first member of the championship core has retired from baseball. And we'll talk about that coming up. But first I want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but college basketball, NHL, and NBA are all in full swing with baseball gearing up. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets for free and sign up at BetOnline.ag. So head over to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today at BetOnline.ag and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. When you go there, BetOnline.ag, use our promo code Locked On. That's again promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I want to tell you about our good friends over at Locked On today. Locked On today is a brand new podcast that gets you all the biggest stories surrounding sports. We're covering everything you need to know about the Royals, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Today podcast has you covered there as well. With Locked On Today, it's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the sport news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including the radio.com app. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Royals as well, wherever you're listening to your podcasts from. So the first spring training game got underway in Surprise, Arizona. As is customary, the Royals played the Rangers as they share that uh, as they share that spring training site. So they're always going to kind of start the year off with each other, except for that one random year that they didn't. But still, nine times out of ten, it'll be the Rangers opening day uh, at Surprise. And also this year, fascinating enough, it'll be the Rangers opening day on April 1st as well at Kauffman Stadium. Just kind of a weird quirk there. So the game overview, Irvin Santana got the start. He was followed by Wade Davis, Chris Bubich, Scott Barlow. 
it was supposed to be a seven inning game. And then all of a sudden it got changed to a six inning game. It was, it was so weird. Jorge Soler is doing the whole working out in the outfield routine where once again in spring training to start the year, he's going to try to be this great outfielder and we're going to see if Soler can, can give it a go in the outfield. And this will kind of tamper off throughout the spring and he'll eventually just reside to being the everyday DH outside of about 12 years, 12 days a year, whatever that he goes out and plays the field. Now it was an off day for opening day for Mondesi, Dozier and Taylor. Those guys all missed uh, the first game. No big deal. Just kind of work them in and out as we go along. Of course, Dozier in the process of signing that contract yesterday. Uh, Michael A. Taylor's in the lineup today against Cleveland. And Mondesi is just having an off day. So the lineup was Whit Merrifield, Andrew Benatendi, Carlos Santana, Salvador Perez, Jorge Soler, Ryan O'Hearn, Hansler Alberto, Nicky Lopez, and Edward Livieras. That was the lineup one through nine for Kansas City. Again, this game was supposed to be a seven-inning game. It all of a sudden turned into a six-inning game. And also, the Royals load the bases after an energy but attendee walk. And Mr. I Hate Fun, Chris Woodward, goes out there and rolls the inning because his pitcher, his poor pitiful pitcher, is at 20 pitches and the inning's over, which is another new addition to spring training this year. If your pitcher hits a pitch limit, which has to be at least 20 pitches, then you can just end the inning. You don't need a third out. You don't need any outs if you get 20 pitches before you're recording out. You just need 20 pitches, and then the inning is over. Uh, So Chris Woodward, who famously, which is the only thing that he's ever been known for, just criticized the heck out of Fernando Tatis for swinging that 3-0 pitch and hitting a home run off of him in Arlington last year. Now, twice in one spring training game goes out there, and ends an inning as the Royals load the bases. Still, the Royals win 3-2. to two. If you care about Cactus League championships, they're 1-0 in good position to start the year. I remember that was the only thing that you could care about in Kansas City was Cactus League championships. But luckily, we are past that point now. So I think that this rule is pretty dumb, obviously. I think that it is something that should be worked on. I mean, obviously, it's spring training. Who cares? But listen... If you are on board with this podcast on March 1st, I think that you're capable of having a nerdier baseball conversation. I think if you're going to do this in spring training, you should at least give the option to have the team affected by it. So in this case, the Royals. Give Mike Matheny the option to to start the next inning, so to start the third inning, have the bases loaded again and Carlos Santana up again. I think that that would be a benefit for the Royals, because spring training is all about situational baseball. It's all about getting guys you know, some work in and also putting them in different spots. And I think that that would have been a great spot for Kansas City. You had Witt get on. You had Benatendi get on. I mean, you had a, a full you know, base is fully loaded for Santana, your big free agent acquisition. And things were cooking for the Royals, and then all of a sudden the innings rolled. So at least giving the option, and the Royals can decide to decline the option if they want to, at least giving the option to, hey, we actually do want to see our lineup face this kind of you know, situation in spring training. Just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and do it. I don't think that the runs should automatically count or anything like that. I think that that's kind of just the silly aspect of it because I really don't care if the Rose win or lose every game in surprise. But at least giving the option to get the same work in. Because because I, I know it might sound silly, but that's what it's all about in spring training is getting to see situations and robbing the Royals of that just because your pitcher can't pitch past 20 pitches and you don't have enough arms in the bullpen to last six innings. 
you can't make a pitching change like we could for thousands of years before this. It was just kind of odd. It was just kind of weird. What have you been doing since February 1st, whenever P's and C's reported? What have you been doing this whole time? If you can't have another pitcher out of the bullpen, go 20 more pitches and finish the inning as we have been accustomed to since baseball's inception. It was just kind of weird to see that happen. Uh, the Royals also went ahead and kept playing after the after the Rangers you know, waved the white flag in six. The Royals kept playing a, a simulated game, a, a scrimmage inter-squad game, whatever you prefer to call it. Matheny was awesome on the on the radio broadcast. If you took the time to listen to spring training baseball day one, Matheny was like, no, I'm not going anywhere. Like the fever was trying to be nice. and like, hey, we get it, Mike. You're busy. Thanks for hopping on. I really appreciate it. You know, it was a great thing that you did for us, uh, but you know, I'll, I'll let you get back to the game. But he's like, oh, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay right here and keep talking to you guys. And he was just he was just so kind with his time and things like that. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. was on there, and they were talking to Witt Jr. And Bobby was was giving an answer, and they said, uh, guys, I, I have to go play baseball now. And he was so scared to, like, interrupt the interview. Uh, he's just a kind of a, a good guy there. And Bobby Witt Jr. is in the starting lineup tonight, by the way, uh, for Kansas City against Cleveland. That'll be fun to watch for. As for the game itself, I mean, you had the home run from Salvador Perez, who just stays hot off of last year. That's a great sign. The ball was carrying out there in surprises. It always does. I mean, you had a moonshot from Gallo and a moonshot from O'Hearn, and then you had the home run from Salvi. I think that there wasn't too much to take away from it. It sounds like Kyle Isbell played really well in the field. Again, it's hard to just kind of go off of what other people are saying on the radio, but... It sounded like Isbell did great in the field. It sounded like Bubich still fell behind hitters a lot. Uh, but again, it's not like a intense game to where these guys are given the count every single pitch. So it was hard to tell that either. But but it sounded like Bubich fell behind a lot. Irvin Santana had two innings of work. He only gave up the home run for Gallo. And other than that, he was fine with a strikeout and a, and a walk that really set up the two-run home run. Santana was fine. He said after the game that this team, from what he's seeing right now in surprise, can be better than the, than the 2013 team, which finished above 500. So that would be incredible if they can be even better than that because that team, again, was on the cusp of making the postseason. Breakout Nicky Lopez got a base hit. That was fun. He hit the ball hard. Uh, you you want to see him keep doing that. You know, I, I think that this Royals team can be really fun and the lineup can be really good. And, and it's hard, again, to evaluate it not only on radio, but whenever your lineup does their job and, they, and you get a great walk from Benatendi, who fell down that count early and then worked his way back out. And it's not rewarded or paid off. It's it's hard to truly evaluate anything on the first day of spring training. But this was a fun game. It was fun to hear baseball back. And that's what it's all about, really. Other than that, Bubich falling behind and Santana looking all right. Lovelady comes in, does his job, gets a great ground ball. And I think that Lovelady's on track to uh, really... If you got a great ball, ground ball for double play to get out of a jam, I think that Lovely is on track to be in that bullpen just simply because he's a lefty. I think that the Royals desperately need a lefty in the pen, and Lovelady could be that guy. Wade Davis started, uh, got the win in this game. Of course, he came out of the bullpen for only one hit given up in one inning. Nice outing from him, and then Barlow was perfect in his one inning of work. He got the quote-unquote save in Surprise, Arizona. But Barlow was awesome again, which is something that I'm um, cautiously optimistic about. I think that you know Barlow had a fantastic 60-game season, and I was out on Barlow preseason last year, and then he had a great year. I am hoping that that was not a flash in the pan, and day one of surprise is a is a great thing. I mean, it goes a long way in proving that that might not have been a flash in the pan. But again, with pitchers, 
with pitchers, be careful with what you take away from surprise because sometimes they can just be simply working on one single pitch. So a guy can get shelled but still be really good in season because he spent the entire spring throwing one pitch and one pitch only for half a week, for half a month. And guys kind of picked up on it and hit it around the yard a little bit. So it's hard to really take away anything from spring training, but I'm doing my best here because I know that that's what you came here for is spring training talk. Now coming up, I want to talk about today's game against Cleveland. And I also want to talk about Kelvin Herrera, but first I want to tell you, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. They have six brand new flavors, Camel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. That's promo code LOCKEDON20 at BuiltBar.com. Listen, they are soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. They're phenomenal. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON20, and get 20% off your next order. They're great for the conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them out today at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON20, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Try out the cookies and cream option and the banana nut bread option. They're my personal favorites. For Belt Bar, get you the sample box. Try them all. They're all fantastic. Pitbull.com, promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order. We are back on LOCKEDON Royals, and I'll tell you right now about our good friends over at LOCKEDON MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please just call him Sully every day on LOCKEDON MLB for a unique way uh, and a, or unique look at both the major leagues from past and present, uh, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from Lockdown MLB Network team of a local host, and insightful analysis from the biggest storylines of every single day. Lockdown MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts from, including the Radio.com app. I want to now talk about Kelvin Herrera, who brought so much joy throughout his tenure and he's really the first big name to retire of that core. And of course, you saw Chris Young come and go, and he's now in the, in the Rangers front office. And Vargas is, I think, maybe still hanging around baseball somewhere, but I, I think he's out of it now. Uh, Guthrie's gone. Those guys are gone. But Calvin Herrera was the first big, he's the first big you know, proponent or the first big player in the, of that run uh, to hang it up. And obviously... This is going to be the first time that really, as a 23-year-old, you've, you've seen somebody come through Kansas City that meant this much to the team because before 20, you know, 14, 15, there was nothing to really care about. I mean, I care about Billy Butler and David the Jesus and Coco Crisp, but, I mean, they didn't deliver the championship that Kelvin Herrera did. And then Herrera being lights out of the bullpen, just it, it's crazy to think that his career is already over. You'll never forget that fastball. You're never going to forget how much he just wanted to cause chaos on the mound, both within the lines and causing fights, you know, chaos at the plate where he's just fooling hitters left and right and just making them have a bad day. But also just the fights and the and the throw to the backstop where he's trying to intentionally hit somebody. I mean, just that stuff will, will live forever in Kansas City. So a hat tip to Kelvin Herrera uh, for a great major league career, a fun major league career. And he's going to be one of the all-time Royals that you look back on and remember from that historic bullpen. I mean, that's 
That is the best bullpen in baseball. And I don't care about the damn Reds or anything else. That's the best bullpen in baseball right there. You know, Herrera, Davis, Holland, and he was a part of it. So hat tip to him. Great career. And we'll be back tomorrow to recap the Cleveland game and talk more Royals baseball on Lockdown Royals. Again, follow Lockdown Royals on Twitter for all the updates on the Kansas City Royals. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Royals.